like a gentle rain We're keeping in mind, we're learning how to keep in mind this capacity we all have for goodness, this generosity of the heart, keeping it in mind in a way that we could say brings a kind of moisture into our practice, into our heart and body and mind. And we're learning how to use the phrases and the various individuals that we might bring to mind, categories of beings that we might bring to mind in the service of trusting that this heart has this capacity for these or this wish for well-being, for our own well-being and the well-being of others. So the actual meditation object is the attitude, or you could even say emotion of kindness. We're learning how to keep that in mind in a non-contrived way. So when we bring a benefactor or a dear one, or we bring ourselves to mind, it's just a skillful means for Sensing that emotion, that attitude of kindness and keeping it in mind. So we'll have some time for questions and discussion at the end. But as we settle in, let's remember that in a way, this is a real privilege that we have this time to keep kindness, to keep metta in mind. In our busy days, you know, it doesn't, occur to us, unfortunately, just to keep it in mind. It's something we get to do, not something we have to do. So sitting comfortably as best you can. And you might just take a moment relating to this sitting body, this creature right here, as if we were, if we had a loving smile, as we just sense the body doing the best it can on this retreat. Dear body, may you be free from harm. May wisdom and love protect you always. And may the body be happy and peaceful, healthy, strong. May this living body here be at ease through all the twists and turns of this life. May this body be at ease, skillful and at ease. And just sensing, if you can, the generosity of these simple wishes, a kind of uplifting or 
radiant quality of our heart that wishes well. And we want to directly sense, experientially sense that these wishes are wholesome and beautiful and totally appropriate, even though we know things are uncertain. But right now, this wish is arising, and it's a good wish. Feels good, sets good in motion. So you can begin with yourself, or if you prefer, beginning with an easy person. Sometimes we call it the benefactor. Somebody easy to relate to with love, with kindness. Taking the time, we don't have to rush to remember them, and in particular to remember their goodness, as if the heart itself were to smile in appreciation as we remember ourselves or this benefactor, this dear one in our life. May you be safe and protected. And may the deepest wisdom and love protect you always. May your body be healthy and strong. May your heart be happy and peaceful. And may you live at ease with the conditions of your life, skillful, easeful navigating what comes your way. So I'll repeat the phrases one more time for the easy person, the dear one, the benefactor. May you be safe and protected in all ways. May the deepest wisdom and love guide you in your life. And may your heart be happy and peaceful. May the body be healthy and strong. And may you live your life with skill and with ease through all the twists and all the turns. May you be at ease. Just find your own way now, repeating these phrases or something simple and similar that evokes this simple kindness, this radiant, generous wish. And see if you can directly sense the generosity of this goodness, this goodwill. as if the heart itself were radiating goodness, 
So in a relaxed way, find a skillful way to keep both the person and this quality of metta in mind and to sense the generosity of the metta, a beautiful, expansive, or radiant quality. Keep that in mind if you can. Sense it or feel it. Trust it. And we start with the easy being, whether that's ourselves or whether that's some important benefactor, somebody who's really been there for us. And then quite naturally, it's almost as if the love, the goodness spills over and another dear one will come to mind, somebody dear to us. Again, another person who's easy, naturally easy to love and wish well for. And again, that sense of a radiant or warm smile in the heart. May you also be safe and protected. And may deep wisdom and love guide you in your life. May your heart be happy and peaceful. May your body be healthy and strong. And may you live your life with ease through all the changing conditions. May you live with ease, with real skill. Continuing on your own to see who comes to mind, dear ones, individuals, or even small groupings if they're all easy beings for you.
So we're learning how to arouse the emotion of loving-kindness. We're learning how to sense the generosity of the heart, that uplifting, buoyant, expansive quality. And we're also learning to sense the more subtle boundlessness, that even though we're bringing a dear one to mind, the love we're feeling, the kindness we're feeling is beyond that relationship, that particular relationship. And the whole body, the whole mind, the whole space of the present moment becomes more and more suffused with that good feeling of metta toward the dear ones we've brought to mind, toward ourselves, friends and family. And eventually this afternoon when it feels right, the timing feels right, even bring to mind people who are pretty neutral in your lives. Could be a neighbor down the street from you that you know about, but you don't have a deep relationship with, or somebody you see regularly at a store, the people on retreat with you. But you know they're human. You know that they want to be safe in the same way that we want to be safe. They want to be happy and peaceful in the same way we want to be happy and peaceful. They wish for health and well-being like we do. So we just feel how natural it is, this inclusive nature of metta to include all the neutral beings, including the creatures here at IMS, all the rabbits, squirrels, and birds, and insects, turkeys, all the neighbors in the area. So just play with this. You can always go back to more easy beings as you need. But when you feel that natural expansion, that natural generosity to the heart, then let it expand and see how natural it is to wish well for all these neutral, ordinary human beings and non-human beings near and far. You belong too. I care about you too. And you can use the same phrases as we've been using just directing it outward to these other beings that we can bring to mind. So let's continue in silence now.
keeping metta in mind, in the heart. We're learning when we need to, to arouse this emotion, this attitude of loving kindness by bringing an individual to mind and using the phrases skillfully. We're learning to sense the generosity of the wish as a felt sense of goodness, like a radiant goodness, generous, wish, and we're learning to sense its boundlessness, that it goes beyond the particular person that we use to arouse this love. And we're learning to abide, or even you could think of it as bathing in the goodness of this wish toward ourselves, toward others, So we're going to continue in silence for another 10 minutes or so, but you can always go back to the easier categories as you need. But when you really sense the generosity of the metta and sense the boundlessness of the metta, 
and just let it radiate out toward yourself, toward the people in the room, toward all the beings that you've used to arouse the loving kindness. Let it be all-inclusive. And when you need a more specific person to focus on, to arouse it and to really sense this goodness, then use that specific person or category of person. So let's continue in silence again.
each of us learning for ourselves how to use phrases in a way that supports keeping metta in mind, feeling the wholesomeness, the generosity of this attitude of metta, and letting letting it have its effect on the mind and body. And when it's really strong, boundless, you can experiment with letting go of the phrases and just abiding in the metta itself, in the attitude, the generosity of goodness, radiating out in all directions, just abiding and trusting, bathing here in all this goodness. And then when you need the support of the phrases, bring somebody to mind or bring even a group to mind. Go back to the different categories and see, find your own way, keeping metta in mind.
when the Buddha taught metta practice, he used this phrase like this, I will abide pervading all four quarters with this heart imbued with metta. Above and below, all around, everywhere and every way I will abide pervading the all-encompassing world with loving-kindness, abundant, exalted, boundless, free from hostility, free from ill-will, I will abide. Even as we gently begin to move the body, just notice how natural it would be, can be to allow this attitude of loving kindness to just continue. Just like irritation can dominate the mind at times, why not loving kindness? (laughs) 
seems a better alternative, doesn't it? And it's really probably, you know, up there as one of the most astounding things that as humans we haven't been that interested in this attitude of loving kindness because I don't know if you're feeling it, but for me it really delivers, right? It's like a pretty accessible way to feel better by keeping in mind, learning how to arouse and keep in mind this natural capacity we have to be loving. And it doesn't, you know, a lot of people, you know, we might wrongly think it makes us dysfunctional in the world or something like that, but love can be fierce and it can be quiet and it can be really skillfully show up and respond appropriately. So it isn't limited uh, attitude of kindness. So we have some time for any questions that are coming up in your metta practice. Instructions I gave today or in the past uh, Kamala and Deborah have given. Anything come up that you'd like to bring up? Yes, please. Yeah, but, you know, compassion fatigue, that just means we're hurting, right? We're feeling left out or we're feeling exhausted or feeling as if there are too many demands or, you know, what about me? And then maybe we have some programming from our culture that says, oh, I don't get to have needs or something like that, you know. But that's also heartbreaking, isn't it? So that's the thing about this sensitivity, this capacity of love or whatever word. Sometimes it's just better to use a new word than love or loving kindness or something like that. Just call it metta or karuna, compassion. Because it doesn't have an agenda about that generosity of goodness toward ourselves or toward another. It's it's a movement of generosity, a kind of a pure kind of goodwill. So it, it, it isn't caught in our cultural programming that I'm here to serve others or maybe others, people in the room. We have the opposite kind of condition. People should be serving me, you know. But whatever kind of conditioning we've picked up along the way around that, the key is to access a more simple and pure emotion, that goodness of the heart that has a, in its very nature, it's inclusive. So it's going to respond to whatever's proximate and nobody will be more proximate than ourselves (laughs) to our life and to this emotion of love and kindness. So if we're hurting, the interesting question is, why isn't my heart responding? What is it? that the heart isn't seeing or feeling. How can I help? Because metta will include, it's just if somehow there's a habitual uh, habit of not seeing or not feeling in that direction. Like, So we have to break through any cultural conditioning. And you know, the whole one of the nice things about working with the different categories is it will illuminate places where 
we somehow don't think like I'm not deserving or you're not deserving or something like that. Because you probably, if you're new, you're getting the sense, right? We're going into the, in the direction of all beings in all directions. Nobody left out. So that's the idea. And, and we're just starting where it's easy. And it's, I'm sure Kamala and Deborah mentioned, you know, there's some flexibility because it's not always going to be the same for each of us who's easy, what's more challenging. And when we're finding somebody that we're bringing to mind like ourselves, for example, and it feels healing and useful, you know, in this context of the retreat, we want to give people a sense of the whole capacity, right? But some of you might just find it really useful to spend most of the time just with yourself. Just this natural generosity, this natural goodness toward your own life and just feeling the, uh, the appropriateness and the sincerity of the wish. May I be safe and protected. May the deepest love and wisdom protect me always. May this heart be happy and peaceful, this body. It's not selfish. When you actually subjectively, like in your subjective experience, feel into that wish, may I be happy, you'll see that wish is good. There's nothing self-centered about that wish. It's a generous wish. It's so we want to really trust that wish for ourselves. It's really good. It feels good. It's healing. We're deserving of love. You know, the Buddha, you probably heard this, but the Buddha said nobody is more deserving of love than ourselves. It doesn't mean we're more deserving. It just means we're a suitable, uh, you know, recipient of our love as anybody is. And these, all these divisions are just an expression of, you know, wrong view and conceit, like who's more deserving or less deserving. We use the different categories just as a skillful means for arousing the emotion, the attitude of love. It's not, we're not making a statement by these different categories, you know, of beings. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Challenging people, challenging. But neutral people, I have a hard time finding. <laughs> I guess yeah. maybe that says something about, about judging. But um, I'm wondering whether it's more of a skillful means to kind of get to those more challenging people. If I if I sort of need to find a designated neutral person, yeah. Because you know, I was trying to use all the people in this room. But, you know, I've already made a judgment about all this. <laughs> <laughs> You're here. I'm assuming that you have some, some kernel of goodness within you, right? So I, I just I have a hard time. Yeah. Anybody want to volunteer to be this person's neutral person? <laughs> it's like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, give you, we'll leave you a list of names and photographs. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny, but it's kind of true, too, that neutral people don't stay neutral long, right? That's the point. That's, the, that's what we're doing. And even difficult people, we may forever need to keep some distance from them, keep them out of our lives, out of our circles. But that doesn't mean we can't, they're not deserving of love. Like, it's, it's not uh, opposite. Like, we can have real love and, and good wishes for somebody and a clear sense of how some of their behaviors are really dangerous and harmful and they need to be stopped. And it's really good practice. But it's good practice when there's some momentum and we're really in touch with the generosity. So the attitude of love itself is expanding out. We're not trying to make it go out to other beings. It's going out to other beings. So then when we bring neutral people to mind and tomorrow with Tara and then uh, again on Friday with someone... um, You'll just see that when it's really that generous and that more boundless quality is being sensed, it wants to include other people. It wants to find a way. And, you know, you'll be creative. It might be like there's somebody really difficult at your work scene, but it might be that you bring them to mind with the whole group at work. Or there may be somebody in the retreat that is pushing your buttons for some reason. But... Mostly you have good feelings for the people you're sharing the retreat with. And so you can just hold them in that way as a part of the group. Or somebody in your family is challenging or there's some painful, you know, some unresolved pain there. They bring it to mind with the rest of the family. So there's just all kinds of ways. But basically we're tuning into the generosity of love and its capacity to be boundless. So it's really not about individuals or particulars. It's really, in a sense, aligned with a wisdom that uh, everything belongs. And we feel that just in uh, some of our experiences of samadhi, just being really settled, there's a fullness or a wholeness quality when we're in a kind of more settled state. There's something about the present moment that is fundamentally undivided. It's our concepts, our ideas about stuff that tends to divide or fragment. It's just another way. Metta practice is just another way to be intimate with the way it is, to be clear and intimate with the way it is. Any other questions? Yes, please. Yeah, what's the connection between metta and being overcome by grief? And, you know, we're, we're finding, you know, when we're aligning with this emotion, it has, like I've been saying, that inclusive quality. So it's like everything comes calling, unresolved pain, grief, um, all ancient relationships might come to mind. You think you can bring somebody to mind, but, you know, some memory comes up and, seems to be knocking on the door, and well, why not? So just include that. And, you know, we haven't, we're kind of keeping the practice simple, but naturally your metta, loving kindness, will have 
need to have, we'll want to have the tone of compassion or in other moments, appreciative joy, mudita, right? Or that profound and beautiful radiant balance of equanimity. So there are different qualities, different expressions of love. Like when love is, in, is proximate to suffering, it's, it has this flavor of compassion, which is something like, I'm not afraid of this suffering. I feel moved, but I'm not afraid. And I'm willing to be close to the grief, in the example you're giving. I'm willing to be close, and I'm willing to wish well. Well, what's the natural wish when we're feeling a lot of grief? You know, may this heart feel safe with all this pain of loss. May this heart trust that this too will move, will change. Or whatever kind of wish just is there. And you might find that the the metta and the karuna, the compassion, really gives you confidence to let the pain of grief move. Let it move. And then it's sort of strange because it is painful, but it feels good that it's moving. Yeah, good. Yeah, that sounds like healing. Thanks for sharing that. Time for one more, if there is anything. Yes, please. I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. And especially when we're doing compassion practice, we would naturally, in a way that's starting with more easy to more challenging, but yeah, what we would naturally want to do is tune in to our own suffering or the suffering of those who are close to us that we can sense, because that is the proximate cause for karuna, for the compassion to arise. But in this practice... You know, where we're getting familiar with metta, we're just appreciating in that simple way the capacity to be friendly, to wish well, you know. And so it's a, it's a more basic friendliness. Um, but you, there may be somebody you're close to, and when you bring them to mind, like you might say, oh, this is a dear one, I'll bring them to mind. But after a moment or two, you, what you realize, maybe it even surprises you, is what you're really tuning into naturally is they're hurting, right? So then you don't have to run away from that. Just let it have more of a compassion feel to it and let the phrase, if you're using a phrase, adjust the phrase. I care about your suffering. I care about this pain in your life. You know, and it... The same, you know, some of the phrases could be the same. May you be free from the suffering. May wisdom and love protect you. And then sometimes with compassion, I'll use the phrase, may you find a way to be at ease with these challenging conditions in your life. May you be at ease with this pain or something like that. And so we have some time for walking and then the evening meal or evening Tea time, juice time for those of you who want to eat precepts. And you can just, the dining hall is really a good. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.